All righty, welcome to the Wage Podcast, a podcast that brings you conversations with people from all walks of life using music to plot a course from their early years to where they are now. What does that all mean, I hear you ask? Well, basically we have a chat with people from that generally will fall under the punk rock, the large umbrella that is punk rock. Um, sometimes we go outside of that circle or umbrella, but um, you know. They don't have to play punk rock music. They can just be, I guess, you know, somewhat inspired by it or have it kind of be part of their life at some point or another. And, yeah, we have a chat. We pick, They pick five songs from key points of their life um, and we kind of mix it all up and lay it all out there. And, yeah, that's about it. I mean, it's, it's rather straightforward. This is episode 37. If you've heard an episode before, um, you'd be... Well aware that uh, this, you know, the, the the concept is the same across all thirty-seven episodes, obviously, uh, but the stories are highly varied because no one's two tales are similar. So there you go. Although saying that, you know, a lot of people share have similar experiences from different parts, of, definitely at least of Australia, depending on when they were born and that kind of jazz. Uh, I'm rambling. We're part of the Podbelly Network, which is a group of podcasts that kind of all banded together um you can check if you just google or chuck into the facebooks or the instagrams podbelly p-o-d-b-e-l-l-y um you'll see a website and instagram page and facebook page and all that kind of jazz um it's really cool because if you're interested in doing a podcast there's a whole that you know there's a library of information on how to set it up and it will be an ongoing thing um as well as people who already have podcasts so that's the network part of it i guess um, check it out there's like podcasts in general there's generally going to be something you can kind of gravitate to um, so if you're looking for a launching point um, you know my pick of the litter uh, litter being like not garbage but like litter as in like a bunch of dogs or cats or you know a group of things um, my pick of the litter this episode uh, I'd recommend ch- checking out the dark multiverse of Stephen King um, basically you know as they put it, an obsessive commentary on film, TV, and print, you know, of the works of Stephen King. So, you can nerd the fuck out with that one. Um, uh, what else? Today, Matt Bark um, is our guest. He is, if you're in Brisbane, you definitely know who he is. If you're in Australia, you know one of his, at least one of his bands, if not, you know, several of them. Um He's been doing music for a long time, and it's really I'm really impressed by the way that, and I think I mentioned it in the podcast, that he um, has made music his life, or like made a, that sounds like someone put a question mark there, or, you know, has made, um, has kind of made, a, made an occupation of kind of surrounding himself with musical, not endeavours, but like, you know. Well, okay, so one of the things we talk about... Oh, actually, no, we didn't talk about it. We talked about it off-air, but I rec- highly recommend checking out. Um, he has a studio whose name I can't think of off the top of my head, like a rehearsal studio up in Brisbane, but he also has a guitar repair service, you know, repairs guitars, a luthier uh, of sorts. Um, and, you know, it's, it's nice and simple. It's Bach, B-A-C-H, Guitar Services. Um, now, one of the cool things he's doing, which is... Highly, highly entertaining. Um, he does three-minute videos or thereabouts. Some are, some are longer, but um, let's just call it three to five-minute videos. Um, gross oversimplifications. 
which is a funny way to kind of describe things that sound very technical or things that are technical and he grossly oversimplifies them if you needed that spelt out in regards to all things guitars and you know setups and that kind of thing um, and how stuff works on the guitar because there are many guitarists out there who just pick it up play it and you know that's all they really know about it they don't know how it kind of works all the ins and outs of it which isn't a bad thing um, it's just you know he kind of breaks it down and it's it's rather his humour is rather dry and you know it's fantastic um, and I'll put a link in it but yeah gross oversimpli- sorry gross oversimplifications um, but yeah uh, Bark Guitar Services definitely check that shit out and I'm sure if you're in Brisbane you're already well aware of it um, what else so I'm going to try I did I did this a while back and um, I'm going to do it again because I just I think it's a really cool avenue that I can kind of help other bands other young bands um, so I came across this band called Strange Magic who are out of Detroit um, someone mentioned I heard them in a conversation recently someone mentioned them because they did this huge stitch up um, as a promotion for their newest album um, they did this huge stitch up where they started posting things on um, social media basically saying that um, they were going to be signed to um, Fat Records and then Fat Mike pushed their album back and then they there was a huge blow up between the label and the band and the band were like well fuck you we're just going to release it ourselves and da 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 um and as it turns up it it was just a classic stitch up on everybody's behalf but um you know it wasn't true i don't think um the band is on fat records radar or was probably is now because um it was pretty amusing anyhow i i digest the band is called strange magic um, the album is called Unfortunately, and I'm going to go with track one um, because it, it's just a banging opening track. But the rest of it sounds a bit different, um, and like the rest of it sounds like if you've if you've listened to the new um, Angel Dust album, and you were kind of into that. This is like the Angel Dust album, but instead of playing it on acoustic guitar, they play it on electric guitar, and they don't have saxophones. Um, it's something really different and yeah i think it's great i think it's cool that they're doing something really different but still under that kind of umbrella anyhow i'm talking way too much here um so first up we'll hear strange magic with the song touche and then we'll have a chat with uh well you can listen to a conversation with matt bark and myself and as always patreon.com slash my age podcast paypal.me slash my age podcast Donate money, don't have to. I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna start the get the ball rolling very soon to launch in the new year or launch in December to kind of roll into the new year. So there will actually be content that is exclusive to Patreon members. So I don't know, maybe get in early now because I might bump the price if I have if this goes ahead. But um, you don't have to. But the definitely the the Patreon stuff won't be a readily available thing. So I don't know, something to think about. It's like. I think it's $2.50. It's fuck all. And, you know, you're helping the cause. Um, My Age Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and all that kind of shit. Thank you for hanging out for so long. Um, Yeah, Strange Magic. Albums, unfortunately. Songs Touche. And then Matt Bark. Cool. Strange Magic? Who the fuck is Strange Magic? You're so fucking... You have all the 
listening to, unfortunately, and this shit sucks ass. Cool. So, uh, My Age Podcast, episode 36. I'm pretty sure it's 36. 36. Or maybe 37. Yeah, well, um, you know what? It's 37. Look at that. Jeez. Pretty bit exciting. Um, with me to, this, well, today, let's call it today because it's, um, you know, Time's really relevant in the, these kind of things. After 37, um, it is. Yeah, it's, it's it. Uh, we've got guitarists um, from current band Death Cult. A de- sorry, Death Cult, not Death Cult. Death Cult. And, you know, legendary Brisbane band The Gift Horse. Huh. Matt Bark, what's going on? Uh, a lot. Doing a, a podcast, I think. Yeah. You don't think it's you don't think Gift Horse was too legendary? I probably was. Or you're too close uh, to I probably was. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't like yeah. the band until I was in it. Well, there you go. We'll, we'll get to that. I'm sure we'll get to I'm, I'm interested to hear how you join a band that you don't like. No, 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 no. It wasn't like that. That's always fun. Yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> See? So you've heard a few episodes before. Um, let's just jump in as we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us about your parents. Tell us about the early years. Uh, so my parents, um, well, my dad, actually. My dad's um, Canadian. Oh, I know this is a story that I probably shouldn't tell, honestly. <laughs> But, um, we can we can edit as I said we can always edit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's um, he's. I always tell people because uh, you know people come into my shop and they're always a bit like borderline racist. Well, they're not always. Fantastic. You know, you get those people and you're like, oh, here we go. Um, yeah, they they think they can they think they can have a wink wink nudge nudge with a politically incorrect joke with you. Yeah, something I don't know. I don't know what it is that. It's like the um, they think it's a safe space or something because I'm I'm obviously a white male, mi- yes. middle aged white male, um, and, they think, and they think they've found their people. You know, you know, something something along those lines. Yeah. And I always tell them that my dad's um my dad's an immigrant, and uh, he came here on a boat, and they're like, oh, what do you mean? You know, they've been talking about the darkies coming. You know. And the yeah. um, all all the terrible words they use, and you're like, no, 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 my dad, my dad came here on a boat, and they're like, oh, where's he from? You look Australian. I was like, oh, he's Canadian, and they're like, oh, that's all right. Wow. I'm like, oh, is it? But <laughs> um, he just turned up in Australia, decided he liked it, and sold his return ticket, and that was it. And that was it. Talk about white, did he, white privilege. Did he, was he? Yeah, very much so. Um, was he part of? Sorry, was he? Was it like a from Canada to Australia, or was it like? Kind of, I mean, I don't know if that's even a, a boat course, or like, was he kind of plotting his way here? No, he, I, don't I, know, I, I don't think he was. How would you do it? He, he, he just decided to come. Apparently, um, yeah. they don't tell me the real reason. But, but then he met yeah, my, he met my mum, and they actually um, moved back to Canada. Um, for what coast? Sorry, where what what where? Oh, about? Toronto. Oh, cool. Okay. So, middle. Oh, I guess that's the middle, isn't it? No, no, no. On the sort of other other bit. Other coast, yeah. New York side. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, what made him want to come down here? I think he was just sick of the cold, to be honest. Yeah, that's he, he can correct me if he's wrong, but um, but yeah, it's it's a bit much there. Yeah. Um, Compared, so did he land in Brisbane? Well, not land. Did he arrive in Brisbane and stay there, or um, they spent a bit of time in Sydney? Um, yep. So my, my, I think my parents met at Cloudland, which was an a, a, um, 
sort of like a Brisbane institution of, uh, you know, it was like an old ballroom. So, like, you know, before clubs had bands. Well, they had bands. That's wrong. Yeah. Um, it was like a, a dance hall, I guess. Yeah, and okay. And they, they met there. Like and, a big band kind of thing? Yeah, that sort of stuff, you know, and everyone was well-behaved. Yeah. Well, they reckon. They say that everyone <laughs> was well-behaved and, you know, it yeah. wasn't like you guys. Uh, which is probably bullshit, but um, <laughs> yeah. So they met. They they went back to Canada. They had my sister, my eldest sister. Yeah. And um, she's born over there. She was born over there. She yeah. um, she actually just recently became Australian, which was interesting. Um, and uh, then they came back here and had another sister, and then me. And then there you go. So you're the you're the third th- third of three. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the last one. So yeah, cool. I'm the baby. The baby. Were yeah. they musical folk? They would. I mean, they met at a dance, so they must have been into music. But um, well, here, this is the rub. And I mean, uh, I listened to somebody, somebody else on this. Uh, Paul. Yeah. Paul was saying his parents weren't musical. Um, mine weren't particularly musical. Um, well, they weren't musicians, and there just wasn't a lot of music. And I, I really think that you know. It was either down to scarcity, um, because I grew up in a place called Kabucha, which is like uh, thirty minutes out of Brisbane. So it was kind okay. of suburban, you know, one shop. Oh, it wasn't one shop. That's a lie. But um, but it is for all intents. It was purposes, pretty suburban, like small town. Yeah. So like, okay. there prob- probably wasn't a chance to go and get records or. You know, even yeah. the radio was a bit sketchy, to be honest. Um, to get records, it was a trip to the city. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, you know, they had a few things. but And, and I think that they were in that period because I'm old. <laughs> I'm not old. <laughs> I'm like 40 and I'm the youngest. Yeah. Um, so they're sort of in their late 70s now and it's kind of like their parents, there was definitely no records really just because that was technology that didn't like they didn't have tv and stuff um but but their generation was really into um being the music so everyone could play the piano everyone had a piano in their house you know you see all these people chucking out pianos all the time it's because every house just had one you know just had one it was just one of those things or they had a guitar or they had a you know whatever trombone or i don't know what old people had but um, yeah. it was just, just because. Well, yeah, record players weren't weren't commonplace. Yeah, that's right. It was just you. Ah, oh, everyone comes around and you have a sing around the piano. Yeah. Um. So I think there was a bit of. Uh, maybe it was just a a, a quiet spot in <laughs> musical history. Uh, um, but yeah, I did. I didn't actually have that much music going on when I was a kid. Um, you know, like incidental music. Um, at all because my parents worked and I was a actually I was a kid I don't I don't know what was going on. But so what were they doing at a kabulcha? Uh, my dad was an architect. Okay. And um, mum was working a, out that way or or commuting to the city. Yeah, no, he um he had a what do you call it practice a business a firm or something. something. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. There. So <laughs> unfortunately, he decided, or mum and dad decided that. Um, we could or they could have bought a place and it was 70 grand at the time um, 
in the in the middle of Caboolture, which was right next to yeah. the post office, and you know it was actually a really good place to put a business. Um, or they could have bought on Hastings Street at Noosa, um, wow, which, for seventy grand, which is where the Hilton is now. So whoops, right? So it's it's in the yeah, it's in the heart of it. Yeah. Twenty twenty hindsight, yeah. you know how it is. Oh well, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, thanks for that. But it would have been hard to make a living in Noosa in like the well, late seventies. That's exactly the thing. Like there was no school there. There was no. Oh, there would have been a school, but everything was a bit harder back then. Um, the yeah. beach was still nice, and you know, it was still the coast. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, even the idea of driving in a in a car back then was crap. Because yeah. I mean, fuel was cheap, but being in a car was deadly. So it's it's yeah, not like it's sitting in not how they are today. Yeah, yeah, sitting Bluetooth in my streams to whatever. Um, it wasn't so fun. But anyway, um, so I'm I'm try, I was trying to think of music that I did listen to, um, yeah. and I thought because my parents did have some folk records, and um, Mum was always erring on the side of uh, Simon and Garfunkel. So okay, if, you, if you did want to play a song, I thought we should do. We could do uh, "Sound of Silence," but ah, oh, yeah, I want to play that by that band. What is the band? It's like the Labrette guy with the goatee. Oh, the new oh, metal band. So bad. So dude, I so mean, play that. It's just said you're the one. You're the one doing <laughs> it. Oh, I can't even think just of just to ruin people's day. You know. Is it They're trying to tune in, have a have a nice listen to something, and, we and play, get thrown new metal? Play that goatee guy. What what is it? It's, it's it's not disturbed. Disturbed. Oh, is it? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because they What's, had the um, down with the sickness one. Is that? Wait, <laughs> I'm just putting it out that yeah, no, it's disturbed. You're telling the story with the new metal. Sorry, like as, as, yeah, as a plead ignorance on that. <laughs> as a, a teen, when new metal broke, uh, I can safely say that that was beyond me. Um, Interesting. Anyway, or you could play yeah, cool. you could play a Monty Python song. There was lots of that around. Let's. Let's, let's, you know what? Let's <laughs> let's go let's go Monty Python just so people don't turn off too oh, early. Oh come on! Yeah, yeah, fair, no, fair, okay, no, 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 fair enough, fair enough. Um, okay. Any particular? Uh, what's that one with the whistling in it? It's really annoying. Get in your head for weeks. Um, bright side of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's what it's called, <laughs> but let's have a listen anyhow. It's probably good. Some things in life are bad. They can really make you mad Other things just make you swear and curse When you're chewing on life's gristle That grumble, give a whistle And this'll help things turn out for the best And always look on the bright side of life Always look on the light side of life If life seems jolly rotten There's something you've forgotten And that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing When you're feeling in the dumps Don't be silly chumps Just purse your lips and whistle That's the thing Always look on the bright side Always look on the bright side 
you must always face the curtain with a bow. Forget about your seat, give the audience a grin. Enjoy it, it's your last chance at hell. So always look on the bright side of death. Just before you draw your terminal breath. Life's a piece of shit when you look at it. Life's a laugh and death's a joke, it's true. You'll see it's all a show, keep them laughing as you go. Just remember that the last laugh is on you. And always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the right side of life. Come on, boy, cheer up. Yeah, because Dad was always into that sort of humour. It was a, it was the humour thing that coincidentally happened to have music in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, like I said, there was never really any let's put on a record or listen to it. And I would go to my friend's house, and their their dads would be listening to bloody Led Zeppelin and Beach Boys and stuff. And you'd be like, "What is what? What are you <laughs> what are you doing? What is this about? Yeah. What is this about? Yeah. So you've got older sisters." Were they yep. much of an influence? Like, you know, there you said. Sorry, I, I miss. I can't remember how old you said the age gaps were. Oh um, no, I've got a, a sister that's eight years older and one that's five years older. So right, okay. I was very much probably an accident. Um, <laughs> yeah. It seems yes, very I've, unplanned, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, five year yeah. gap. Yeah. Oh well. Um, a happy surprise. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah. yeah, they were. They were. They were into music. They were they were like teenagers in the eighties, sort of thing. So yeah, um, or twin. What's tween? No, tweens later. Anyway, um, yeah, they were they were listening to your. Um, oh, they apparently apparently they used to uh, dress me up and make me dance to Dexy's Midnight Runners. Okay. Um, of course. Yep, as you do. But I always remember, like, um, are we talking? Do they dress you up in overalls? Or they dress you up in more feminine clothes. <laughs> I was a baby. Um, yeah, I don't know. I always remember like the in excessy sort of stuff, and uh, yeah. um, you know that sort of eighties pop stuff. But you you also got to remember that it was not really um, common 
to to have stuff. You'd have the ABC would play, I guess, Proto Rage. I don't know how long that's been around. I think but, it hit, um, yeah. I think it hit thirty years in the last couple of years. But yeah, so it wasn't. Oh, okay. It wasn't okay. early eighties. Right. It definitely wasn't early eighties. No, no, no. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there there wasn't. There just wasn't that much around. So I'm not even sure how she um how they got it. Was, <laughs> you would you, get like was there music much music on family hol- like car trips on family holidays or oh yeah 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 actually that's that's a weird segue because mum was always into um sort of classical stuff and uh musicals she used to take me to a lot of musicals for some reason just you um, all, like all three of just you? me yeah okay no just me um and I mean I something you might not know um I I played violin for um, 12 years and um, since I was five I took um, theory and violin lessons um, until the end of high school. Was and, that, um, I mean, obviously you're stuck with it so you must have enjoyed it to some extent but was it your choice to pick up the violin or see, it was this is the thing. strongly recommended? It, apparently it was my idea. Okay. I was like, what? why would you let a five-year-old yeah. pick that instrument and it couldn't have been like apparently they weren't very expensive or anything. They weren't good. Yeah. But why? And and mum was like, oh, you just demanded it. And and I really think that that's an important thing. So if there's any parents listening, you're a parent. I know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. I really reckon that second where you could have, my parents could have gone violin. Don't be stupid. And that was the end. That would have been the whole end of it, and I wouldn't have known because I was five. I don't even know what I was thinking, um, and that's how easy you can snuff it out, you know. Yeah, and I think that's really sad because I've met a few people, even lately, that they're like, "Oh, you know, I wish I could have played this, or I really wanted to do this," or you know, they'll they'll say something awful like, um, "Oh, you know, my mum said girls couldn't drum." Yeah, right. You know, and it's just one little second, yeah. a flippant comment, and it'll um, it'll stop you. But you know, yeah, dead in your tracks, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, and you wouldn't even know. Yeah. So, I don't know, uh, but here we are. So, so, playing playing violin, what that was there was it because of your mum's classical music, or was it like, I mean, like, I've got no, I've got absolutely no idea. Yeah, it's a, it's a um, one, but I did it? stick with it. I did stick with it. Um, and and it was really kind of interesting because it skewed the way I think about music quite a bit in the way that I, I still feel about it and I feel like um, music is there, and you probably feel this way, um, music's there to do. It's something that you do. Yeah. And, and it seems really odd for me to even even now to sit down and listen to a song as the activity, the you know whether that's because I've got some sort of adult ADHD or whatever, even you know I can listen to it in the car, and maybe a little bit at work, but um, yeah, the idea of just sitting down and listening to a record is quite difficult for me because I feel like it's something that you do, and that's kind of what I'm encouraging people through my whole life to do, you know, being in bands and having rehearsal studios and doing all that stuff. I like I like that feeling. You know, being in bands a pain in the ass. 
but for the most part, for that, yeah, <laughs> for the most part. But for that 30, 40 minutes on stage where you're doing it, that's a a really good thing to um, do do with your time. I think, and it's definitely you know? yeah, definitely to experience that. Like it's as corny, you know, to me as corny as it sounds, it's one of those things where like all the problems just all the shit just washes away. Like yeah, that's right. It, and it, whether it's it, I don't know whether it's just that music takes up that that part of your body for that part of time. But the catharsis, the catharsis is real. Yeah. And um. Yeah, I think it's important for everyone to do it. Yeah. Oh, it's, and I, and maybe maybe that's what people go to shows for. Yeah. You know, because I don't I don't even, when when I go to a show now and I'm not playing, I'm like, what am I what am I doing here? Yeah, this it's a weird feeling, isn't it? You're trying to, yeah. You're imagining the load in and the load out and the yeah, all the stuff that goes along with it. Yeah, you go there and you're like, wait, where's my stuff? Yeah, yeah. I can wait. I can just go. I can yeah, leave when I want to. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Oh wait, somebody's got to be borrowing my stuff. Oh wait, no. No. Oh, weird. <clears throat> but it is yeah, definitely so. is like it's one of those, I guess, rare things nowadays where or getting rarer and rarer and rarer where you've got to completely be in the moment like mm. you know you're not you can't really have your mind drift off into other things and you can't have your phone in your hand. I mean you probably could if you were that way inclined but um you know you can't have your phone in your hand and you've got to be locked into the two or even by yourself just doing whatever you're doing or the other people that you're playing with yeah I almost feel a bit sad when I see bands now and they've got um such a big dependence on the um They've got the backing tracks and they've got the clicks and they've got the in-ears and yeah, like that's cool. You end up with a really polished, great-sounding thing. Product, yeah. Um, but I don't know. Well, you're not doing anything, or you're doing less and less. Yeah, because you're taking the onus off the. You know, I I love seeing a band that's just falling apart or just keeping it together. Yeah, like, like teetering, you know, like te- literally like going down it. Like you know the the metaphor of going riding down a hill and. Your pedal's just going so fast that it's like this could fall apart at any second now. Yeah, I mean, that's probably why, you know, if you were watching that, you know, what's that, like Wiley Coyote or whatever, and he he just like got it straight away. Yeah, you'd be like, <laughs> it would oh, be pretty, that's, you know, pretty, or, pretty boring, eh? Or his, his like, oh, you know, he caught it. His weapons were so perfectly planned out that it just, yeah, he caught the. Caught the Roadrunner and was like, well, that's that's the episode, I guess. Yeah, there, yeah. there we go. Yeah. All, all finished. Fantastic, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why we even do it, but you get stuck in it now and I've been doing it for 30, oh, God, 36 years, I think, now. Yeah, that's 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 wild. At what point in time did you did you play guitar and violin, like, parallel to each other or? Yeah, uh, really briefly, um, and I'll tell you what, when you play violin for 12 years and then your mum brings home this other instrument with fucking frets on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, what do you mean? And all of a sudden you didn't have to be good. You didn't have to try. Yeah. See, that's the, th- that's the thing with... Um, you didn't have to read music. Yeah. So, like, um, for me, playing the violin, you, you're playing with, with people or just to your teacher or whatever, you're wrong all the time. Yeah. You know, and it's I've, I've 
just started taking it up again, and it's it's really quite um, discouraging, really, because you're you're playing these things, and these songs have been around for three, four hundred years. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're amazing things, um, and you're not you're not getting there. You're not getting there. And then as as a teenager, being told that you're wrong and you're failing this thing all the time, yeah, it's not not really that fun because you're like you can't tell me what to do. Um, Mozart, you can't tell me what to do. Can I can I go um, off on a really weird tangent just for a second? Because I like I've got a really strong opinion about something that you're kind of kind of touching on, and it's a really roundabout way of getting there. But did you watch the movie Whiplash? Whiplash. Yeah, the drum no. the drummy movie. Oh no. No. Okay. So there's this movie came out a couple of years ago called Whiplash, um, and it's it was about this really really good drummer who go who wants to try out to go to like jazz drummer. Who tries out to go to oh. you know Juilliard or something or whatever you know some hoity-toity thing, right? Uh, I think I saw the the short for it or whatever you call it. it. Yeah, it yep, was pretty yep, yep. when it was kind of out. It was pretty big. <clears throat> so my like I sat down with my wife and watched it, and because everyone was saying oh it's such a good movie da 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 da, and I couldn't get past the fact that in a world in that when I say that world that world of bands. With a conductor and that kind of thing, like where it's so, where it's where you're trying to generally emulate something as opposed to create something. Yep. The the competition aspect of it, you know, like the oh yeah, the first seat and like as a violin player, you would have experienced that for a lot of your life, like where, you know, you're you're in a sense you're vying or there is that there is that kind of pecking order of because in, you know generally when you're playing violin. It's not just one violinist. There's a couple, and there's there's, there's a actual there's a proper hierarchy. Yeah, there's an absolute hierarchy. But, yeah, which playing in a rock and like you know, let's just call it a rock and roll band, um, mm. or a variation of that. There's it's so that concept is so alien. Like the the closest you kind of get to it is, you know what? You're not that great. We're gonna get someone else. Like no hard feelings. Yeah, but like yeah, you know, yeah. It's it's such an odd. So yeah, like I watch that movie thinking, I, I get why people like it, but it sucks because this isn't how I view music. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's 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 rather peculiar to me, you know, going into band stuff now, where um, you could do whatever you want, and it was really almost bizarre because once again, living on the fringes of whatever. And me being a teenager, I didn't have a car, so yeah. Brisbane was an hour away on the train. I had to walk an hour to get to the train station. It's like back in my day. Wow. Um, <laughs> but seriously, there wasn't – I think there was tab books. but um, oh, And there was guitar magazines. I eventually got into the guitar magazines. Yeah. But um, I was looking at bloody photos of people – holding guitars, trying to work out what their hands were doing for chords and stuff, you know. It was like and then you sort of get to the stage where you're like, hang on, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I can just do whatever. Yeah, whatever and works for me, yeah. It, it's actually pretty good. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. It was it was quite weird in the, the sort of especially the time when I was a teenager, which was sort of mid-'90s, um, it was really a – there was the sort of crossroads between, um, it, you know, like your first 
bunch of really, really good bands in the 70s got pish-poshed and punk sort of wiped them. Yeah. The the relevance became like, you know, let's do immediate stuff, not yeah. pompous stuff. Not bombastic, yeah. Um, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then in the 90s some weird stuff happened. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I get that like the 80s was all like too much hair and all that sort of stuff and a bit too much posturing again, which came back really quick, honestly, whether that's just a cycle of things. But then, then in the 90s there was all this mishmash of whatever. I don't even know what it was, whether it was just the... The um, record labels were paying weird bands, but you know. Well, yeah, every I guess you know if you go if you're talking early nineties, yeah, it was just like everyone just rolled the dice on what could be the new Nirvana, whether it was a carbon copy of, or it was something that was like, hey, this is weird and zany enough, but hooky enough that just might work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was kind of interesting for me because. Um, Going from stuff you couldn't play, and when I when I actually this is a good tie into the next song that I thought, yeah, because um, my first CD single, ah yes, and I remember buying it um, was November Rain, Gunners, okay, Gunners, yeah, um, I don't know why, but um, I can tell you when you're a kid and you've got limited funds, you play the hell out of something. Mate. Because yeah. that's it. Yeah. Um, and that outro solo, you could just play the outro solo. Just <laughs> yeah, loop yeah. that. Don't, don't the whole song. Just loop that for two hours. Yeah, just loop it. Um, the rest is a bit garbage, but... Um, Slash in front of a uh, a chapel in the middle of nowhere. Oh, no, 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 not that one. The later one when they're burying them, the, the, the wife... I think it's the wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're bearing the wife. Yeah. Did she die? I watched this really good synopsis of. I was about to say that where they called it the world's weirdest video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, but I'm going to put it out there. In the so what was Usual Illusion one or two was like what couldn't have been past ninety three, right? Was it like ninety. It was early. It was really. I always get blown away with um because you go yeah yeah whatever. But when you see the timestamp on some of these things, yeah, who let them do that? Well, like, but what a risk and what a what a you know a bloody triumph yeah. to be honest. I mean, it, but take all the plot holes out of the film clip. The film, yeah. the film clip itself, like I think it was one of the most expensive film clips made ever at that time. It would it would have to be, yeah. Because they weren't using, there's no drones. Those big sweeping shots were helicopters. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And they're not cheap. And imagine the rain. You know when it starts raining at the wedding. Yeah. How do you do that? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's all, anyway. Yeah. So, so, so you don't know what prompted you to buy it? Like, how old were you when you I think th- it came out? Oh, uh, I don't know. I'd have to Google that. I've got a real clicky keyboard, but yeah, go for it. it. Go keyboard. Google it. Um, I'm ruining my Google Analytics by putting Gunners. I can do um, it from mine if you don't want to spoil your shit. <laughs> I just typed Gunners. Just Gunners. gunners. Yeah. <laughs> November rain. Here we go. Where is it? Not the lyrics. 92. Usual Illusion oh. 1. Uh, no, no release, yeah, yeah. release is a single 92. in 92. Yeah, but the album came out in 91. 
Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's a long song too. That's a... Yeah, anyway. Good one though. So, so it's it, was it was it was an influence from older sisters? You think, or was it no, maybe no, radio no, no? Or? I think this. I think this was payback. Okay, right. This was like I, I don't know. Like this was like the coolest band I could summon in my early teenagehood.
Wait, what was that? 92. So I would have been, yeah, I would have been like 11 or 12. Yeah. So, you know, hard rock. I mean, biggest band, of the, biggest band of the world at the time. Yeah. But like, you know, when, you, when you're a kid, you think you discovered them. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's this that new band I just like, found. <laughs> in, yeah, yeah, from yeah. You've never, you've never heard of them. Yeah. 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 The guy wears a bandana like he's got cancer, but he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. So was that was that a trip in was that a trip into the city, or was that well, by this time were there record stores around? No, nah, I reckon that was just up the road. Yeah, cool. It it it, it expands quite, you know. Um, I think we were in a, a real growth area. I th- I know that's something that politicians say, but <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it's quite quite. Astonishing. Going back there now, I was there on the weekend, and they've got art galleries and hospitals and all sorts of stuff. Um, Sorry, which is great. It's it's great to see. You know, you can actually get you know nice things. So your parents are still there? Yeah, they never moved out. Yeah. Oh well, they moved to another house, but they're still in the area. They, they were they were, <laughs> they were really excited. They were like, we you know we've we've bought another block of land. We're going to build a brand new house. And I was like, thank God you're getting out of that. Like it's it's. They're the sort of people that look inwards, right? Yeah. So it doesn't matter where they live if you're that type of person. And I guess I am too. Yep. I, like my my environment doesn't really bother me that much. Yeah, you it's make more, it work. You just you just deal with it. Yeah. So you by the time you bought the November Rain single, were you playing guitar? Like kind of what was the impetus for your mum to bring the I, guitar home? I think uh, – no, it was honestly – it was one of her workers. Okay. This is another – uh, not workers, co-workers. Um, I don't know. She was selling a guitar or gave her a guitar or something. It was just a nylon string which I wrecked by putting bloody steel, steel strings on it. it. Yep. As you do. Easily done. Uh, yeah. Easily done. Easily, I don't know. What do I know about guitars? That's true. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. You do that and you're like, oh, yeah, cool. Guitar. That's And that's you for the next 30 years. Yeah. So, you know, it was like the violin. Who who, who knows? Just, Just see what it takes it's, you. It was it was cool. And then then Mum bought me a um, a Japanese Strat, actually. Okay. A red Japanese Strat, and you know, back then the Japanese ones were garbage. So I was like, yeah, thanks heaps. <laughs> they were, they, were they good, but considered garbage, or were they garbage? They were they were, they were the same good they are now. They're yeah, pretty pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, but you know, you you always want the like my parents were going to buy me a three grand. A USA Strat, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what yeah. made so again? Like, was it something you asked for, or was it, you know, hey, no. Matt seems to be enjoying uh, this. Let's, you know. Yeah, I I think it was. Uh, um, he's actually cottoned onto that one. Yeah. Right. So so let's get him a a, a usable one. And amp or. Um. Yeah, I did have an amp. I had a little. Um, I've still got it somewhere. It's a little park amp. Okay, yeah, yeah. Looks like um, Marshall kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, and so I, pl- I pl- played that for years. It was actually all right. So that did did that open the doors to more guitar music then? Like, uh, So what you do when you're a kid of my age, you carry the guitar around. Everywhere. <laughs> to school. For some reason. Yeah. I don't know what I was doing. I wasn't playing it at school, but I was carrying it to school apparently. Um, and people, oh, I must have been playing it. And people on the train see you with it and kids on the train see you with it and they're like, oh, you play guitar, I know, you know, you know what they're like. 
Um, so you, you, you meet uh, other ne'er-do-wells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. And, um, yeah, you end up trying to out-cool each other and I was like the least cool person in the world. Playing your um, violin now guitar. Play, yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, I, w- I went to, a, like, a rugby school. It was, like, the 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 cheapest private school there was. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, um, in Kabulcha, it was all... or were you commuting? No, 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 this was in the, in the city, so... Right. Not the city, in Brisbane-ish. So it was an hour each way. Train? Commute, yeah, train. Yeah. Train and bus. Um, so had a lot of time to pretend I was cool. Um... But you know, you, you you meet people, and then um, I don't know. Actually, one of the one of my first bands was basically people from school and a guy off the train. It's so wild to meet brother. someone from the train and then join a band. What kind of stuff? Like covers oh, or? No, no, no. It was um, like a punk band. It okay. was it was. Well, I guess we didn't know it was a punk band, but it was that same sort of idea where you just grab whatever, and because you can do it. And no one's telling you you can't do it. Or that it's wrong. Yeah, yeah. You, you just did it. Yeah. And you ended up with a weird mishmash of crap. Yeah, because everyone's on different pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the the bass player was, like, super into... I saw him two days ago, actually. Um, super into, like, bass player music. I was, that's the exact <laughs> term I was going to use. Probably Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, yeah, yeah, some of that. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually I went to my first concert with him. It was Primus. Okay, of course you did, yeah. Um, which is fun. It was actually it was, yeah, back in the day. Yeah, you know, no one knew any better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, him, and his brother liked all the Panteras and the Metallicas and the. That was probably my introduction to that sort of music. Yeah. Where it was like, what? Like my parents would never entertain that. But it was like, oh, the cat's here. Oh, the cat. Um, yeah, like, I, I I think the idea that there was sort of like scary music was just so alien. To your parents, uh, you mean? To, to my parents. Yeah. But for me, it was like, what, you can like take this feeling that I get where I can do whatever the hell I want and turn it into, I don't know, what the hell that sort of music, like, how do you end up like Primus? Oh, <laughs> like, that's the age-old question, yeah. You know, like, yeah. how does that manifest? Yeah. And, like, that's a really encouraging thing for a teenager where, and, you know, I actually this is a bit of a sad one, but I went to a funeral of a, a guy up here um, recently called Rollo. Yep. And he was, he was a guy that put on shows and he was in a band um, super nice dude. Blowhard, yeah? Blowhard. Um, and, like, you couldn't imagine that section of time from the 90s to, well, fucking now, without his influence in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, which was huge. But for me, as a, as a like, a kid who went to a bloody private school and played violin or whatever and, you know, and then just started liking these bands... All my parents' friends and all my relatives were quite conservative type people. Yeah. Sort of. Um, and I would be a bit of a freak because I had sort of long hair, 
and I probably, you know, kept playing November Rain yeah, or something. Well, I don't know. You know whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, what? Who is this person? And then um, when I when I sort of finished school and, and started going to these actual punk shows with yeah. Rollo and all that sort of stuff, all of a sudden I wasn't the weird kid. I was like nowhere weird enough. Yeah, yeah. You were pretty normal compared like to everyone else. The straightest person yeah. out of a hundred people in a room. And it's really like it's almost encouraging yeah. to get that sort of thing, which sounds dumb, but you um you feel welcome when you're the most normal. Yeah. And actually that's a that's a thing that um that came to me much later when I, I, I read that David Byrne book. Okay. Um, can't remember what it is. Something how music works or something. Anyway, there's a quote in that um, which I really like, and it's um, and it served me quite. It it, it really clicked when I um, joined the Gift Horse actually because yep. I was always in stupid bands before then that just did crazy crap. Not crazy like whoa we're crazy. Yeah. But musically it was a bit all over the shop. Directionless. Well, yeah. Oh, not but, directionless, um, but yeah. Y- no, you're right. Okay. Um, but it was all it was always music for us. Like it was never giving a crap about anything. Yeah. Except if we like this, um, which is a a good way to be and a, also a bad way to sell a band to anyone. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, with um. With gift horse stuff, and especially with this quote in mind, and the quote is um, "Simplicity is the hut in which we all feel welcome." Okay, that's um, nice. Which is a really important thing because you 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 get all tied up in, you know, do I know enough music? I see posts and they're like, oh, you know, I'd really like to learn more music because I'm I'm doing music for twenty years and I don't know it. Who cares? Yeah, it doesn't matter. As soon as you start, like. Oh, Cat on the computer. Sorry, that's okay. <laughs> as soon as you start, as soon as you start caring about that stuff, um, you start alienating people who don't know as much. You know. Yeah. And I was in. Okay. A, you know, I was in a band called uh, the Quickening for a while. The Quickening was the other band I forgot. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And that was really. I mean, I had a great time, and they, those guys are still my friends. But um, that music was a bit much for some people. And it wasn't like heavy. It wasn't like, oh, this is too much darkness. It was just a bit over the top. Yep. So you would you would get band dudes go, yeah, that's great. But everybody else would be like, well, fuck, whatever. <laughs> like, what is that? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, but, but when you um, strip that back and you look at all music, actually, um, it's the simple stuff that speaks to people. Yeah, people. Yeah, not me. Yeah, not generally not, people. Yeah, the the masses. Yeah, yeah. Well, honestly, actually, honestly, back then there was a few things, and like that was probably when that actually my first LP, my first LP was bloody Survival of the Fattest. Was it really? Yeah. So how does that? How does then that come onto the radar? Like. I would have bought it at a shop. I would have just bought it. Just saw it, saw the sticker. <laughs> you know, it's cheap. You're like, oh, whatever. It's something. Yeah. 
got tons of songs on it. Because you, so you go into a private school that's very, um, you know, rugby schools are very alpha male. Oh yeah. So like, no, it was um, fifteen hundred kids. Yeah. And three people doing music, which I'm happy to say that I came second in the class. Good, very good. <laughs> Pretty just, good. Just slot in the centre there. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. So, but were there other like-minded, musically like-minded people at the school? I mean, you know, even obviously not playing, but um. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, there's people like music, you know, that's the thing. Um, the um, There was one friend in particular who ended up singing in the band, oh, one of my bands, um, my band, one of his bands. Maybe. <laughs> the bands, yep. The band. Um, and he introduced me to a bit of a different weird selection of things that he just grabbed from wherever. You know, you just sort of... You know, and he liked things like Helmet and he liked um, like Operation Ivy. Okay. And, um, and a particular band, which I went and saw and got the tattoo and all that sort of stuff, a band called Rocket from the Crypt. Um, so I'm, I'm going to use that as my song. What song are we going with? song should we go? It's got to be Screamed Accurately Scream because I saw them uh, during that thing. So maybe Used. I like Used as a song.
was Scream, Dracula Scream. What was that? Uh, 95. Yeah, So right. that would have been year 12 for me. So do you still, like, I remember Rockin' from the Crypt were, I don't know where I saw it, and, I, like, it must have been on some weird interview pre, like, definitely pre-internet. So it was like a video, like a channel, not, not even Channel V, Channel V before it was Channel V, whatever that may have been. But mm-hmm. they, I remember them saying, and I thought it was pretty cool, that um, if you had a Rocket from the Crypt tattoo, you got to go into the show for free. Yeah. Did you ever pull that card? No. Um, actually, I think they broke up soon after. Oh, right. Okay, fair enough. So, yeah, still waiting. Yeah, still wait for the. But honestly, the way it is now, there's probably like you know, they'd never get paid for shows. So it was, it was just a really cool thing as a as a as a person who's into those curios because you know you get a lot of their seven inches and they'd have like a pog in them. Okay. Or they they would have like rub on things or little or they'd do the thing where there's the same song but there's eight covers for it or. Oh, that's an exaggeration, but you know, it was always a bit more more than here's just the songs, and and which was almost rare thing in the in the nineties anyway, because people have backlashed against the triple gatefold whatevers, and it was all like, look, you know, like Nirvana, where it's all stripped back and yeah, and honestly, basic, 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 basic songs, and I don't want any of this stuff and it was kind of nice to get something that's like a bit more um special yeah i guess yeah they went they, they definitely went above and beyond um yeah yeah sick yeah because cool. yeah, you don't need to do that shit yeah no yeah it's, it's not necessary yeah but yeah people people do appreciate it mm. well i did and that's what i'm talking about so. yeah sick you know i don't I, I was thinking I, I know you're in a bit of a sort of sort of covers band um, I've come to realise that I, I'm pretty sure I can't play a song. <laughs> like, a song. Like if <laughs> someone know? said, hey, I need you to play this song start to finish. Yeah, yeah. just play the song. I'd be like, uh, I, I don't think I could. So, okay, so that's something that's interested me because you've never, you didn't really mention, you, you mentioned earlier how you play guitar, well, you looked at pictures of guitarists to work out kind of how to do it. Yeah. Were you getting lessons? Uh, like you yeah. must have been getting lessons. I had a, I had a couple of lessons. I had I had some um, lessons from like blues dudes. Yeah, yeah. Which was uh, you know you you just turn up and go yeah that's cool. And um, why do why do all blues why do they use the harmonica? <laughs> what a crap instrument! Yeah. <laughs> it's just like straight straight up turns me off. <laughs> The rest is fine. Yeah, Harmonica. it's um, it's it, you can. It's one of those instruments where you can be really shit at it, but it's like yeah. playing a chromatic. You know, if you if you pick, you know, it's like picking up playing. Sorry, playing a chromatic a solo in C on a piano. It's like, well, just hit the white notes and you'll get it right. Like as long as you got the right harmonic, the key, the harmonica in the right key of the song. Yeah, all you have no, to do I get is it. Suck and blow, and you yeah. hit the right notes, and then make it look soulful. And you're bloody, you know, you're the king of the yeah, blues. I, yeah, I get that. But it's like having a keyboard and it's just got S-H-I-T on it and you just hit it. And 
it sounds like shit. Yeah, <laughs> you always get sound like it, shit. It, it, it could be a hit, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, no um, but yeah, I, I got I got a couple of lessons, and it was, as as soon as as soon as you pull out a guitar, people are like, "Oh, I'll show you something," um, which I probably didn't take on board yeah. at all. You just learnt little bits and pieces. Yeah, 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 and and like even now, now I've got you know we've got rehearsal rooms at work, and um, everyone's got the joke riff. Yeah, you know the the Everyone's like riff. oh 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 band stopped. Let's just play you know that 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 one from that um, CKY thing. Oh yes 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 dude. yeah yeah. Or, you know it's yeah. just like shut up. Yeah. So that's that's my musical. Um, Cool. It's the joke riff. Yeah, and most of them are gone now. So, okay, you you've you've picked up fat record. You've picked up survival of the fattest, or yeah, yeah. Was there something? You know what my my favorite on. band on that, which is probably interesting to you only. Yeah, <laughs> was Snuff. You know what? I thought you were going to say Snuff. Um, and I don't know whether that's because you know I had. Friends that like, and maybe that's maybe that's a trombone thing. Uh, yeah, maybe that's it. Ooh, no, I hate horns. Oh, I think I hate horns. Well, don't, don't Rocket from the Crypt have horns, don't they? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what changed my mind on it. I'm yeah. like, oh, hang on. So maybe, maybe I, maybe I just like it. Maybe you do like but, scar um, or scar derivatives. Oh, look, you know, I didn't mind some of that stuff. Yeah, I certainly, I certainly liked Operation Ivy because yep. I thought that was cool. Um, and your rancids and your stuff like that because yeah. that's what you did when you were a kid. Yeah, I still do, FYI, I still do. I I went to Vegas and to, watch, to specifically watch rancid. Some of them are just bangers. Yeah. Like you gotta, you got to face facts there. Yeah, that's true. Like it doesn't matter who you are. Um, yeah, some of those are really good. I, I, I remember seeing them at Festival Hall actually when I was a kid. Was it the uh, it 95-ish cool. or 98-ish? No, nah, it's probably ninety eighty. Yeah, cool. So go on. Snuff is the snuff was you kind of what you gravitated to from that from um Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You know, and there was all sorts of weird crossovers with that sort of vibe and um I, I think I just liked the songs. And I did like how fast the guitar was. Yeah. It was a bit Because there's two snuff almost, songs on that, isn't there? Uh I think there's maybe two from everyone. I can't even remember. It's somewhere. And, uh, you know, you went through a big period there where there was quite a few bands like that. You know, you had your, what, Voodoo Glow Skulls and all that sort of bag where it was just like a bit too fast. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, okay, whether, whether like speed was really cheap or something, it's just... Um, <laughs> Readily available. Yeah, I don't know. Because yeah, I saw them a few times. Actually, I saw them and Snuff together. Okay. Because yeah, yeah, I've definitely seen Voodoo Glow Skulls a few times, and yeah, they just go for it. They yeah. just go for it. Yeah. So yeah, good. good so, one. like, when was your first? What would you, you know? You, you played in a few kind of. We use the word directionless, although I still don't think that's the right word. But you know, the the mishmash bands. What was your first proper like? You know, play like potentially playing gigs or like writing. Songs that people. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so for for the first like maybe maybe even ten years, I was a band called Nor, which was with a K. K and A W. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yep. yeah, yeah. Um, which you know we sort of just did the thing and didn't really buy into 
anything. But like, it's it's hard now because some of some of it was all right and some of it was terribly embarrassing. And you meet up with the guys and you, you know, we we actually had a jam the other week because we've got to play a nostalgia show for somebody. Um, and man, it's hard like listening to songs you wrote when you're 15. Yeah, yeah. And like, there was enough of it over the years that you could pick a good 10 songs. Yeah, yeah, pick yeah, but you'd pick a best a best of, personal best of. Yeah, personal best of, but even with four people that you spent a decade with every weekend, like hundreds of shows, um you think those 10 songs match? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they like, sound like they're, they're from like the same They're like all the crap no. ones. Yeah. Oh jeez. What do you do? But anyway, it's a bit of fun. So, did you join the band, or did you form the band? No, we or? we 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 started it. Um, so me and and the singer was out out of my school actually, and then yeah, the the bass player from the train, <laughs> his brother, who um ended up being the drummer in the quickening. Right. There you go. So, so Brisbane's like from an outsider's perspective, Brisbane's very incestuous with bands. Is that correct? Like, do you think that's uh see? That that term gets banded around a lot, and I'm not sure it's true. Okay. I just think it's there's just not that many people. It's not that it's incestuous. It's just like, do you want to form a band? Yep. The po- cool. Like the pool to pick from isn't <laughs> as as deep as what you know a Brisbane or a, sorry a Sydney or a Melbourne. That's right. I don't think anyone's doing it on purpose. Oh no, no, not at all, not at all. Yeah. It's just one of those things that. Um, and the the thing that I really like about Brisbane, and I still, I'm, it's starting to lose it because we've got too many people and too many venues and too, too many, many venues seems like, like a like a really odd problem to have. Oh, uh, like from and too too many like big sounds and too many things. Oh, uh, okay. Here, it yeah. really um it really homogenizes everything. Okay. And I I used to get that a lot going to Sydney or going to Melbourne. You'd see these bands and they would all keep each other in check. Okay. It would be like that's not. That's that's not quite punk enough, or yeah. crusty enough, or metal enough, or whatever. Yeah. And you go to Brisbane, and like nobody had a clue what that even meant. So you would end up with something weird, and nine times out of ten, it was garbage. Yeah. But one time out of ten, it was actually <laughs> yeah. pretty cool. It's only stuff. Yeah, I always like, and I, I, but the the few times I've played played in Brisbane. I always thought it was the last kind of how do I put it? Like in for I felt like in Sydney back in the nineties, you could have four different like it, the ultimate mix bill in the nineties, you know, would completely work. But around two thousands, it was like you went to the scar show, you went to the punk show, yeah. you went to the hardcore show. We're in Brisbane like that I don't I mean, maybe it's like that now, but like I felt like definitely in the early two thousands, it wasn't that. It was like no, no, we're all just we were just playing bands, and we yeah, were playing these together. These are the bands. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. It wasn't like there was never. There's this concept now of having a mixed bill. Like yeah. that wasn't that wasn't a that wasn't the plan. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That was right. that was just the the bands that you had. It's what you did. Yeah. So, nor played. Did you tour much, or was it mainly? I Brisbane? think we went to we went to Sydney once, maybe twice, and. Um, like none of us had cars. I think we had one car between us, and maybe Lismore or Byron or something. Not far, not far from home, you know. 
up the coast maybe a couple of times. Um, but it was all very much just whatever. And how were you, like, you know, I don't know, again, I don't know a whole lot about that kind of, well, I know a lot of bands from up there, but, like, how were you releasing stuff? Like, because, like, to me, you know, in for, like, punk stuff, punk umbrella or punk adjacent, you know, mainly hardcore and stuff, in mm-hmm. Sydney there was Resist and in Melbourne there was Trial and Error, but, like, what was what were Brisbane bands doing? Uh, we just did it. We, there was there were, there was some people who um, oh, I'm struggling to think of the label, but they they would print CDs for you. Okay, like Mad CDs or something. Yeah, we would just you get 500 CDs, and I've probably still got some. You know, like it's um, and you, that's just what you would do. Or just about then was when, oh, not quite, but um. CD CDRs got really popular. Yep. Um, sort of just, or they didn't get really popular, but they got cheap enough to. They got a f- yeah. Ha- have yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, when I was in school, I remember because I knew a guy with a burner, and that was ten grand for the burner. For the burner. Jeez. Um, and that was just like mind blowing. The amount of storage on a CD was just like mind blowing back then. You just you're all just self releasing it up there. Um, yeah. Um, or, or like cassettes or whatever. There was still distros. There was still people doing all that sort of stuff, mail order things, um, which was cool. You know, you'd always have a little, you know, everyone would pretend that they're a record label, put out little compilations. It was like mixtapes for your mates. So let's pick a song that kind of sums up a song from that kind of time period. Like, are you thinking Snuff or is this something, a wild card you're going to throw out there? Well, not a wild card, but I, I was thinking about it because... I, I I probably blocked out a lot of that time in my life, but um, I really th- thought um, it's I, I we moved out to a house. I just sort of finished doing uni stuff. Yep. We had a, a an American guy living with us, and um, we were in that band and we played lots of shows and stuff. And um, I think he introduced us to a band called Kid Dynamite. Kid Dynamite, look out! And that's a um, that was actually quite a formative thing for, for us as a band. First so album, I'd second like album, first. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, Bookworm. Yes. The song. Banger. Banger. Kill. That's right. Let's do it.
So was he like, did he bring it out here or was he kind of, did he discover it? No, he, he was just here for uni. Yeah. Actually, I remember it because I was, we were practising in um, a house near uni that I used to live in and, um, sorry, the cat is trying to get on me again. Yep, very good. Um we were we were playing and I don't know what the hell we were thinking because it was like full band in just a house with some glass doors. <laughs> and, so um, minimal minimal noise reduction, like none. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it would have been like nine at night. Yep. But we were playing for some reason, and um, he sort of came in to the house, and he was like, "What is this?" I was like, "Oh, it's just practicing." Blah blah blah. Went outside. And he's like, hang on, I've got to go grab my sack. His his what? His his sack. Sack. Okay. Um, And then we got introduced to the wondrous world of uh, Americanisms where his sack meant some weed. Right. He was was full of things like that. But, you know, he he introduced us to some stuff that you you just couldn't get. Yeah. Because the internet wasn't good. No. No. we did have it, but streaming was not. That, that's not going to happen. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was kind of like a, a bit of a, a renaissance. So was was of one man. The, was was Bookworm on like a compilation? Like, did did that no, stick no, out no, the compilation, he or he just that you know he, that was a song from that album? He would do stuff, and it's like, oh, you might like this. You might like this. You might like this. And one of my um, housemates at the time was. One of those people would just go out and buy th- three, four CDs a week. Yeah. Um, even though he had 50 bucks to his name sort of thing. <laughs> he just made it work. Yeah, who knows? Who knows what we were doing? Um, and, you know, you, you you pick up a lot of stuff and some of it sticks. Yeah. And some of it you're talking about 20 years later. But it, it was it was one of the first times that I heard a band that was totally legitimately doing what we were aiming to do. Well, yeah, the sounds you heard in your head kind of thing. Yeah, it was like, oh, crap, they're so much better than we're ever going to be. <laughs> I, I've got to, I'm going to put it out there. I think I, th- like I, got, on t- I got into Kid Dynamite on the second album, but I, th- but I think I thought the same thing. I think I heard it and went, this is exactly, like exactly what I want to be doing and I don't think I could ever do it. Like I'll st- I won't give up. But I don't think I could ever do it, mm. like th- to this this competency and this you know songwriting yeah. ab- songwriting ability. Yeah, y- yeah, it has an immediacy that I wasn't at the time prepared for. I was like, oh wait up, you know, like the, the all, all the bands that sort of surprised people have that sort of thing where it's just a bit better. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Did you play any other bands while you were doing Nora, or that were you kind of a one man band? Sorry. Uh, Yeah. No, actually, I joined a band called um, God Knows for a bit. Okay. um, And that that was um, like a bit of a heavier band. And um, I played bass for that. Um, And that was cool. We always went down to play in Melbourne. uh, It was on um, uh, Trial and Error. I was about to say, yeah, I thought it sounds like a Trial and Error band. Yeah. Yeah. So we. we went down to Melbourne a lot and Sydney a fair bit. Yeah. And that was pretty cool. Yeah. But, um, you know, went the way of all bands. Yeah. And um, 
You yeah, realize, so annoying. You realise for the most part this is this is all it's ever going to be? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, it okay. was like I think they still went. I, I just sort of got a bit sick of it. Um, personality clashes and all that. Yeah. Oh, like I don't know if it was like this in Sydney, but I, there was some goddamn undiagnosed mental illness going on through that whole decade back then. Yeah, right. Early 2000s, like, you mean? Oh, yeah, and 90s to 2000 and now. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and there, there was a real habit of going, oh, yeah, 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 he's just like that or, you know, or like being an asshole was cool and fine or, you know, it was just the way things were or whatever yeah. it was and it's just really unhealthy to be honest. It, with hindsight. You know, back then you're a kid and going, oh, well, what did I do wrong? And then you realise that you didn't do anything wrong. You're no, just yeah, people, ju- people can just be arseholes. So, so then God knows too what's next. Uh, Actually, I was in The Disables for a bit. Do you remember The Disables? Were you really? Yeah, 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 for a bit. Not long, probably you've like been in like, Have you been in Custard or like you've been in just about <laughs> every, every Brisbane band? Yeah, that was the same sort of thing. I just got a... It was just too much stuff because you, you think you can bite off everything. Yeah, and, yeah, just keep chewing, yeah. Yeah, and I, I actually had some um, problems with my wrists and stuff that I was really ignoring. From playing too much guitar or? Yeah, probably probably just playing it badly, to be honest. Oh, yeah, then I then I started a band with Geordie, actually. A- another another Brisbane, you know, quote-unquote legend. Like not to quote-unquote in a negative way, but just like, you know, I'm sure he wouldn't call himself a legend, but yeah. Um. Yeah, that was called Minor Treat. Yes, I yes, I do remember that band, yes. I don't know what we were thinking. We just did dumb songs. Dumb songs about not being straight edge. Because that's what you're going to do when you're called Minor Treat. Tactless youth. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Quickening and then, then what? Ten years of that, um, which was good fun. They're great dudes, but... Um, so... So like I mean again, what's so bouncing to what band after the quickening? Um, 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 I think I did nothing for a bit. Oh, uh, I I did actually briefly play. This is a terrible thing to to um go before the gift horse, but I was in a, a, in a briefly in a, a there was a two piece band that used to practice at work, and I used to fix the guitar for one of the or the guitarist. Yep. And it was sort of that black keys sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I don't even know what black keys are. I just said that. <laughs> just because they sound like a two-piece band. Because they sound like two-piece. And I did that thing with, like, you know, you should really get a bass player as some sort of, like, backhanded thing. And they're like, you are the, the – you know, they they forced me into doing it. Um, And that was fun for a bit because they were, they were super awesome dudes. Um, But turns out the, the drummer just, like, dropped dead. One day, which was fucking horrific, um, but it was a big thing for me. Well, <laughs> it was a bigger thing for him. Yeah. Um, but you know, like this is a temporary situation we've got here. You know, you you gotta. You, he did exactly what he wanted all the time. Yeah. It wasn't like living badly or anything. It wasn't any of that. Um, was it without but, you know, without getting too deep? Was it a pre-existing thing? Uh, he had a um, diabetes one. Okay. But he was a drummer. He was super fit. Yeah. Super healthy, super everything, and just like hand to God. Bzz. 
um, one afternoon sort of thing. Um, nobody, you know, nobody expected it. Yeah. But um, that's how it happens sometimes, you know. It's just like, there you go. Yeah. And um, I don't know, it, it sounds awful, but there's there's nothing like somebody dying to make you want to do something. You know, it's a... It's a well, it, it, you know, it comes for us all, you know, that's the thing. Dun, dun, dun. So you better, you better do some stuff. You better make some stuff. You better make people happy, you know. Um, yeah, and then I joined the gift horse and that, that, that didn't end well either. But um, that's, that's kind of where it came from almost. It was just like I can't, I can't say no to this band. Stevie asked me to play. Um, they had just restarted. I think they sort of blew up a while back. Anyway, they were talking about undiagnosed mental issues. Um, you know, there was a very, um, how you say, combustive band. Yeah. <laughs> like it was all a bit much, um, which belied the music because the music was actually quite mild-mannered and um, basic. I don't want to say basic, but like um, simple, but in not a bad way. Not nice, simple songs. They were yeah. actually far more complex than I realized. Okay. Like I realized later when I'm sitting down trying to learn the bloody things. Yeah, <laughs> like hang on, hang on. These sounded easy. Um. <laughs> But I don't know. It's it's you get older, right? And you you realize that you're a bit of a dick, and you you make changes in your life, and you you go forward, and and then other people don't do that. Yeah. And those, you know, you you've you've uh, made realizations. You've tried to make amends. You've forgiven yourself. You've tried to reach out. You've tried to, you know be a better person um, and then there's a bunch of people from the other time when you were a jerk who, you know, <laughs> the rules, those those rules didn't apply. Yeah, or who ha- are, haven't had that kind of awakening. Oh, uh, well, it's a different timeline, you know. Everybody's yeah. on a different scale so you, yeah, ne- absolutely. you never know where they're at. So there was, a, there was always a bit of tension when I was in the band about, you know, stuff that happened or stuff that, you know, and, and I'm just the new guy going, what do you mean? I don't care. Yeah. Let's play some songs. Like, no one cares. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know, some people care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, it, it seems really funny to me um, that people hold a grudge about past things. Yeah. And generally um, the dumbest shit. It's always the, oh, look, you know, some of it's a bit much but um you know you if if you're a moral person you've got to believe in um redemption yeah that, well that's very not, true not re- no no that's not what i mean but like if 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 you don't have capacity to 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 move on and forgive and forget and to to allow somebody to get better yeah or to improve yourself um then you know What's the point? <laughs> Maybe yeah. you're not very moral at all. Yeah. Huh? But, and, um, and, yeah, everyone everyone has that, you know, you'd like to think for better, well, hopefully for the better, but, you know, you're not the person you were when you were 
14 and then 24 then 34 yeah that's right that's right so so i mean yeah the gift horse for me was very much a, a case of me walking into this thing playing the songs as best i could um and all that other crap all the other 10 years of their existence where they did whatever they did um good and bad was a total irrelevance to me yeah so it, when, when it would come up and rear its ugly head you'd be like what are you even on about like i don't even care yeah and then you'd be accused of not caring you know <laughs> and you just but it's a it. it's a yeah i don't know i was just trying to have a good time and it was a very very good time um that's the thing it was never never actually oh when i was involved it was all very positive <laughs> it sounds crazy but like it was actually probably one of the nicer bands i've ever been in where um everyone was just there to have a good time yeah that's the way to do um, it yeah i thought so like one thing that's always you know without blowing smoke up your ass one thing that's always impressed me is that you've managed to kind of impress me about you sorry i should maybe tag that part on um is that you've managed to kind of really make you know some kind of living out of like completely out of music but also kind of solidified like you've you've made your own how do i put it um you know you've built you've made you've set yourself up into a career or at least like a long-term job fulfillment where you where it's all about like surrounding yourself with music was that something like kind of that you fell into or was that a conscious like i don't i can't see me working at desk job or retail or whatever you know i need to work out something to do with music i does that make sense actually it does yeah and i'll tell you it was basically straight straight sort of like for for 10 it was 11 years actually i worked for a company called hutchison and they they did uh orange the phones oh yeah and, oh, yeah that, yeah okay that, that yeah. makes sense yeah, yeah and then then they did three the yep. mobile the like thingy yep and then um then uh then they uh sold to vodafone right so they didn't then, get a bus they just sold to vodafone yeah 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 um so it's all kind of it was all the same infrastructure and whatever yep. um but I got made redundant during that because they moved to Tassie somewhere. Okay. That's um, oh, it was a government incentive because they needed more jobs down there, blah, blah, blah. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, and that was cool. I got a bit of redundancy and it was it was one of those things where it was like, what do I do here? This is probably 10 years ago. Yep. Um, what do I do with myself? What do I like doing? And... Um, you know, I've always believed that the the music industry is done. Like, <laughs> yeah, the the idea that you're gonna Guns and Roses it. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Yeah, absolutely. To, to multi, that's not gonna happen. So yeah. just like, let's just all not do that ever again. <laughs> just cr- everyone just but, you can, like universally just cross that off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. just it's it's finished. It's not an option. Um, but there's lots of things that need to happen for that dream. Everyone's got the dream and yeah. everybody likes music. That's the thing. And music's like a universal concept, not universal. 
human constant um, where it's going to happen anyway. So like there's there's all these other things. So I've got a rehearsal studio and I fix the guitars and I that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. I make it sound like there's more. But, um, you know, or you could be a screen printer or you could draw posters or you can do whatever and, and you just – it turns out that you know all these things and you know all these people. Um, and I got to the stage where it was like, okay, what do I do here? Um, because I'm not sure. And you're looking, you're looking at like stupid crap when you, when you've just got a redundancy, you're like, what do I, what do I even do with my life? Um, I know what I like doing and it's clearly playing in bands for no reason. Yeah. Or whatever. Whatever it is. You just like doing stuff. Um, but it's when when you look at things like uh, investment things or like those motivational speakers or whatever, yep. they always tell you that the, the best investment that you can make is in an area that you know about, you know? Don't. If you if somebody goes and gives you a million dollars, I did not get a million dollars, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> if someone gave you a million dollars, and you went, hell yeah, I'm a musician. I'm going to buy planes. You're going to buy the wrong plane. Yeah. You're going to fuck it up. Yeah. You're going to like <laughs> that, that. That's why people who win the lottery screw it up almost like lose all it all in a few years. Because they're like, yep, Ferrari, yep, dumb shit, yep, yop, yep, whatever, I'm rich. But you forget about the other 30 years of your life or whatever where you've actually become an expert in some stupid shit. Yeah. And unfortunately, I'm an expert in stupid band shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because I've done it for so long. You just happen to do it. So... You know, not like, oh, I'm an expert, but I've done it for so long. I know what needs to happen and um, people need their shit fixed. That's what I know. And people need to practice because they're crap. So got got a rehearsal room, <laughs> got a repair shop and we're done. We, did you tinker around fixing guitars first or was it kind of like? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Um I can tell you the first setup I got um, was crap, and um, that someone did oh, for you. You mean that someone did for me, and I was pretty pissed off because eighty bucks back then was a lot of money. Look, it's still a lot of um, money these days. And um, then I had to go take it to another, and it was my first guitar. It was my first guitar. I got a personal loan for it. It wasn't my first guitar. It was my first like real boy guitar. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> and then actually. I um Noor played with um H Block and we were super stoked and I played it and I broke a string and I put it down and grabbed another guitar and played the rest of the set like that and then at the end of the set I picked it up and it was shaped like an L. Oh. And I'd either stepped on it or the sound guy had stepped on it and it snapped right through the body. Jeez. Um, which was a bit devastating. What was me. it? Uh so Liz Paul, but um it was a model that they did in the 90s called uh, The Paul. Oh, yeah, yeah, another one, yeah. So they were like, they weren't like the original The Pauls, which were walnut or whatever. Yeah. They were, um, it's like an SG crossed with a, it's just thinner. 
Yeah. No maple cap, all, all mahogany. Yeah, all mahogany body. Um, yeah, it makes sense. I've still I've still got it somewhere. It's pretty cool. Did you ever fix it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, cool. But um, it was just one of those things where it's like, well, I'm shelling out all this extra money. I'm just going to buy the tools. And then, you know, 10, tw- bloody 20 years, who knows? You just end up being that guy. You know, the, the thing chooses you, I think. A little bit. Once, once, once you open the 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 um, the gates. Yeah, yeah, I can fix that. Yeah, I can do that for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, how does so how does Def Cult come into things? Then was that something that you started or you joined? No, no, no. I was. Uh, uh, well, Stevie started it. Okay. Um, and I think that was the gift horse was still a thing back then. Yeah. Um, we just wanted to. Actually, to be honest, I think he just had a bunch of songs that didn't suit it. So he just decided to start another band or just wanted to do something a bit more uh, more stuff. And there's enough stuff in Def Cult. Um, and it worked pretty good. I even remember Shane coming along to a couple of practices and he would just like walk out with his fingers in his ears. Oh, wow. <laughs> he'd, be like, he'd be like, nah, I'm done. This isn't for me. It's really good. It's yeah. really good. Shut up. Yeah. All right. Um, but you know that's that's how you do it. And and Steve was kind of like one of those, you know, you are you 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 and you and you. <laughs> and we're this gonna do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. there, I I'm not sure there was any asking. Yeah, right. <laughs> he was summoned. You know what it's like. Next minute, you're just doing it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's now a thing. You've got a name and you've got a thing going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the opposite of getting robbed. You just yeah. sort of like <laughs> you know, all of a sudden you like, oh wait what I've got a guitar strapped to you and all and this crap we're doing this and you've got pl- a plethora of pedals yeah well yeah that was a thing because I never I never gelled with pedals um, and then all of a sudden I had to and I've, I'm still got the least pedals in it's a whole new world the pedal thing is just a, a different world isn't it it is a bit I I I'm I'm not used to the um, the thing making the noise still, you know. Even after all these years, I still think it's my responsibility to to make the music and and a lot of that sort of music. That's not how you make it. That's a really interesting. That's a really like profound. Probably not the word, but that's a really interesting way to look at it. Yeah, because it is attacking sound with a different head for, headspace. It is. It is. And you know, some people are like, "Oh, that's crap." You know, you don't let the pedals. It's like. It's it's totally different music. Like you you misunderstanding, but people yeah people sort of stick their noses up at it as if the robots are making the music. It's like <laughs> there is nothing worse than hitting the wrong note and having four delays going. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah absolutely. It's like it's hell. Yeah. Do not say that it's easier. It's an it's untamed. A, it's definitely an untamed beast. It's a bit different, but you know it's a bit of fun and it's it's a bit challenging, and. Tell you what, it's actually a bit more like being in an orchestra than any of the other bands, because you got to play the bloody song, um, and you you think, oh, four guitars, you can get away with anything. It's like no, you, you, it's way worse. There's way more to clash with. So if you just go off script, you're screwed. Yeah, and then take everybody down with you. Yeah, that's it. So and and that becomes how you write songs. So you don't write your bit. You know, I'm I'm used to like I'll come up with a bit for that, or like, 
um, I've got an idea for a song and you've just got like half a riff. <laughs> like that's not going to fly. You've got to actually write everything at once. And then, then you collective. can tweak it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, then, then the little tweaks happen. But if you just walk in with half a, half a riff, you, you just wasted six hours. Yeah, it doesn't work. It's yeah, it's not going to happen. But, um, you know, it's part of the fun. So new bands, new 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 Def Cult releases? Uh, we are working on that one. Awesome. We've recorded the bass, actually. We decided to do the bass first. Bass which first? May, which may or may not have been a great idea. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, we're going to do bass drums. And then I hope that they do the vocals. Because we've always done this thing and, and bands throughout time, well, I don't know, throughout time, throughout my time, yeah, we always do it in the order. So you do like drums and with maybe guitar, scratch, and then the guitars and then you cram the bass in somewhere and then you cram the vocals somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's an afterthought or you can't do stuff um, vocally because you've already filled up that space. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a bit crap. <laughs> it's not crap. It's just, you know, it's a bit unfair. And especially for old bass player, and I'm not, you know, blowing smoke your way, but you've got to a lot of the time just cop it and and be a, a um, complementary thing. Yeah, and well, to bridge to bridge the other two, yeah, to bridge the other two, the the guitars that's and right. the drums, yeah. You're just trying to like make everyone get along, yeah, and yeah, maybe yeah. be the Sweden of the band. That's right. Well, maybe maybe you could be the North Korea of the band. <laughs> well, yeah, you could take you know? it that way. Yeah, maybe maybe you could just like primus it up, yeah. talking about nineties stuff, <laughs> bringing it back around. Who, you, you, who knows? You yeah. know? Unleash it. Yeah. Let it just let it be. Just swimming in a sea of cheese. That's right. We've, we, yeah. What could what could go wrong with that? That's, that's um, it. Yeah. So that's what we've done. See. We'll see how it works out. Maybe we'll have to redo it all. But in a in a perfect world, when would that come out? Oh, when it, when it's done. Yeah. We, right. We've we've fully gone into don't care mode. Yeah. Cool. Um, so. Any shows we've got booked, we don't have booked. Yeah, we're, cool. We're we're doing a record. No, that's that's a good um, way to do so, it. So, well, no one's waiting for us to play. No one's waiting on a record. I don't care. Like, if you are, sucks to be you. Um, you know, it might not come out. That might be it. But that's cool because if you like our band, you've still got all the songs. Yeah, it's not like there's a yeah. That's exactly Just right. Just go listen to them. Yeah. You know, you don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, you, yeah. It's like uh, I don't know. I, I I get a bit of this feeling when you you see like, um, or even like Michael Jackson dying. You know, people are crying in the streets. It's like you've still got it all. It's still all there. He wasn't going to write a new song for you. And if he did, chances are, you'd probably still go back and listen to the hits anyhow. Oh yeah, yeah. And they're still here. That's that's his legacy. Yeah. Not the little kids, but you know. Yeah, it's right. But yeah, no one's no one's getting excited about no one's getting excited about to go and see the new Rolling Stones hearing the new Rolling Stones album. That's I mean, that's th- my point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
I saw some footage of them the other day. Jeez. They're pushing it. Yeah, they are. I mean, they have been for the last 20 years. Oh, like, good on them. Yeah. Angie, what a banger. Absolute banger, yeah. Yeah. But um, the rest of them, ooh. <laughs> Not into? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Not into. Maybe if my parents played them more, but they just listen to the bloody um, Sound of Silence, new metal, new metal version. Yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> you show them that one day. <laughs> yeah. See what they come up with. Yeah, God. No, cool. Hey, look, thank you very yep. much for for sitting down and uh, having a chat. Um, dude, I really appreciate it. No, 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 that's that's my um my thing. Oh, I I did have that other song. Yeah, so yeah, that's what I was going to say. What's the, what are we going to what are we going to take it out with? You know, you know what I've been listening to lately, which is kind of dumb because it comes around every few years. It's Thin Lizzy. Right. Thin Lizzy is like the best guitar crap ever. I don't doubt that, but I couldn't prove it to you. Oh, I could prove it. Yeah, please. I'm actually, looking forward to it. Actually, no, I can't prove it to you. Okay. <laughs> but um, there's this song and it's um, – I really love the lyrics and it's um, it's called Dancing in the Moonlight, which I like because um, I used to live in this unit with um, – actually, uh, Jim from The Quickening, bass player. Um. And there was a crazy lady downstairs and she used to always play Dancing in the Moonlight but that weird 2000 song. What is that? Wait up. I'll Google it. She used to play it so loud that the the strata in the unit complex would shake. Wow. And she would play it every day. Just blaring. Like every day. I mean there's never an appropriate time but like was it at least was it somewhat appropriate? Like was the sun up? I th- it was kind of when we got home, so I started to think that maybe this was some sort of payback, but we started to really love it. So I started looking up all these other songs that were called Dancing in the Middle. <laughs> okay. Um, and Thin Lizzy do one, but they've got a really nice line about um, now we go steady to the pictures, I always get chocolate stains on my pants. Right. And I actually think that's one of the most beautiful lyrics ever. There you go. <laughs> it's, it's great. Great song. Anyway, play that song. Awesome, Sheldon. Again, thank you very much, mate. That's really appreciate it. That's all right. Anytime. Cool. Not anytime, you know. But, yeah. We'll do, yeah. All right. Sick. Stayed with friends. 
and justify the end. Dancing in the moonlight, it's caught me in its spotlight. It's alright. Dancing in the moonlight on this long hot summer night. And I'm walking home The last bus is long gone But I'm dancing in the moonlight What a what a you know I'd never heard that Thin Lizzy song before I probably never heard more than three Thin Lizzy songs before and that now makes it four so thanks for listening thanks for hanging out I hope you enjoyed it um, myagepodcast.com uh, myagepodcast on Facebook and Instagram Podbelly Network go check out some stuff uh, podbelly.com um, paypal.me slash myagepodcast or patreon.com slash myagepodcast donate a dollar Sign up to Patreon. Don't have to. Not crucial. But, you know, if you want to share some love, um, feel free to. Kill. Everybody knows the captain lied. Everybody got this broken feeling. Like their father or their dog just died. Everybody talking to their pockets. Everybody wants. Box of chocolates and the long stem rose. Everybody knows. Everybody knows that you love me, baby. Everybody knows that you really do. Everybody knows that you've been faithful. Everybody knows you've been discreet, but there were so many people you just had to meet without your clothes. And everybody knows, everybody knows, 
Everybody. 